The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Creator who is in secret, and your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Creator who is in secret, and your Creator who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On this Ash Wednesday, we begin our Lenten fast of 40 days as we journey toward Easter. This is a day for introspection and reflection, for penitence and prayer, a day of solemnities and symbols. And the central symbol of this day are ashes, ashes that will be imposed on our forehead later in the liturgy. And like all symbols in the Christian tradition, it is elemental and evocative and instructional. These ashes teach us about the meaning of this day and this season, and how we ought to approach our Lenten pilgrimage and our life in Christ. The practice of imposing ashes in the Christian church can be traced back at least a thousand years. But the wearing of ashes goes back all the way to the Hebrew scriptures, at least 3,000 years or more. For instance, when Jeremiah called the people of Jerusalem to repentance, he told them to put on sackcloth and ashes. At the end of all his trials, Job repents before God with dust and ashes. When Jonah finally reaches Nineveh after spending some time in the belly of the fish, he tells the people of that city to repent, and they respond by actually sitting in ashes. And lesser-known saints like Tamar and Mordecai wore ashes to express grief and mourning. Jesus, as a Jew, inherited this tradition. When he called the cities of Chorazan, Bethsaida, Tyre, and Sidon to repentance, he called them to put on ashes and turn to God. We accept the imposition of ashes today for these same reasons. We mourn the way that our sin keeps us from God, impairs our relationships, and contributes to the brokenness of our world. We also wear ashes as a sign of repentance and our desire to turn away from those things 
and turn to God. And so these ashes are a call to and a sign of repentance and mourning. But there's more to these ashes. When these ashes are imposed on us, we will hear the words, Remember that you were dust, and to dust you shall return. And these are the very words that God says to Adam as he casts him out of the Garden of Eden. Because of his sin, God says, Adam will die. And because we are descendants of Adam, that is because we are human, we will die too. For most of us, this is a fact that we try very hard to ignore or forget. But today we are called to remember. However, what we are called to remember today is not how bad we are, but how good God is. Do you remember how Adam was created? God breathed God's breath into the dust and Adam was born. Even with Adam's exile from Eden, God did not revoke God's breath, God's spirit. As descendants of Adam, we too are filled with the breath of God. One commentator writes that finally, the hope that is scratched in the ash on our foreheads is that we may be dust, but dust that we are, we are loved. Loved, made whole, and made new by the resurrection of Jesus, who has shown us in his death and resurrection that nothing can separate us from the love of God. That is the secret scratched in the ash and imposed on our foreheads. Nothing can separate us from God's love. The biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann writes that the ashes are not a sign of abasement or degradation. They are rather a sign that we are marked with an alternative identity as God's own. The moment we receive the ashes is rather like a homecoming when we come down where we ought to be. We are welcomed home, no less fragile, but embracing our fragility, which is now surrounded by a large, holy fidelity. Sharing his own experience of, of receiving ashes, he writes, What has happened is not simply a smudge on my forehead. It is rather an awesome, visible sign of freedom and dignity, fragility and home. While it is there, I had the sensation of freedom and energy and courage, strength in weakness, exaltation in lowliness. I am destined for a life other than my own, which in the end is my own true life. These are the ashes of relinquishment, of dying whereby my whole false identity is released. These are, at the same time, the ashes of receptivity, flooded with new life. It is only when we come up against our limits, when we remember that we are not God, not in control, not self-sufficient, it is only when we remember how fragile and how mortal we are that we see how much God gives us, which is everything. It is then that we see how much and how deeply God loves us. I'm reminded of what Martin Luther wrote about the first article of the Apostles' Creed. He said, I believe that God has created me together with all creatures. God, is give, God has given me and still preserves my body and soul, eyes, ears, and limbs, and senses, reason, and all mental faculties. In addition, God daily and abundantly provides all the necessities and nourishment for this body and life. God protects me against all dangers and shields and preserves me from all evil. God does all of this out of pure, fatherly, and divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness of mine at all. And so these ashes, which are about 
repentance, and mourning are above all about the good news. They proclaim the gospel and our salvation to us today. We are dust, but dust that is filled with the breath of God. We are broken, but by Christ's wounds we are healed. We will die only to live forever. God confronts us with our own death so that we might truly see and embrace the gift of life that God offers. Final fact about these ashes. The ashes for Palm Sunday actually come from burned palms from Palm Sunday. These are the ashes of the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They bring us full circle from the beginning of Jesus' passion to the beginning of this Lenten season. These ashes come from Jesus' great moment of triumph entering into Jerusalem before his triumph over death on Easter. In his death and resurrection, Jesus transformed these ashes, the sign of repentance, into signs of resurrection, so that it is not finally a symbol of death, but a sign of life, that the breath of God still blows through us and our world. So today, remember that you are dust, but remember that you are forgiven. Remember that you are God's forever. Amen.